Halifax, Tasmania's Chamber Sessions, and I'm your host, Rob Inglis. Hope you had a nice Easter weekend. Um, look, for this episode, I thought I'd share with you a chat I had with Tasmania's Energy Minister, Matthew Groom. He's also the Minister for State Growth and the Acting Attorney General and Justice Minister, just in case you're weird like me and geek out over titles and honorifics for some reason. Now, this conversation is from a bit earlier this year, around the time of the first sitting week of Parliament. We talked about the year ahead for the government, as well as the key issues relating to Minister Groom's portfolios. Um, I'll have another recap of the week in state politics for you this Saturday, but until then, enjoy the interview. What are, what are the sort of the big challenges that are facing your government, the Hodgman government, uh, moving forward? Well, I think the great opportunity that we've got as a state is to really uh, leverage um, off the good work that's been done over the course of the last few years. You know, as a government, we've very much focused on uh, fixing the mess that was left by the previous government and bringing the budget back into balance. That's important because it enables us to reinvest in core services uh, for Tasmanians like health and, and education and make sure that we're uh, delivering services to a standard that people would expect. But it also um, affords us an opportunity, I think, to make sure we're maximising uh, the growth in uh, some of our, our key sectors. Uh, we've seen extraordinary uh, growth in tourism and uh, obviously we've got a strong growth also in, in building construction and in agriculture. Um, we've got, I think, great opportunities in areas like international education um, uh, and ed education more broadly, in fact. And uh, so we're very focused as a government on making sure that we're well-placed in that context. We want to be investing in core infrastructure to support that growth. We want to invest in skills uh, to make sure that people are well-placed to take up employment. And we want to make sure that we're addressing uh, key issues. That's why I've been focused on things like planning reform, uh, to make it easier for people to invest. Mm. And that's why um, we're, we're looking at the issue of water and sewerage, uh, making sure that uh, the investment in that infrastructure is um, appropriate and positions the state well to... Uh, have the services that we reasonably expect, but also can uh, maximise opportunities in our growth sectors. What would you personally like to achieve this year? I think it's about um, consolidating our position and seizing the opportunity that I think we've got as a state. You know, I think um, it's not, we've got ongoing challenges. We recognise that, and one of the things we've been very focused as a government on is making sure that we can encourage growth opportunities right around Tasmania. Mm. Um, uh, but I don't think there's any doubt that uh, the rest of the country uh, and you know key parts of the world are viewing Tasmania in a different light. You know, if you went back uh, a number of years, uh, there were a lot of people uh, who would have viewed Tasmania as. Um, a struggling economy and not a place necessarily that you'd want to choose to invest. Um, and you had you know, a lot of kids that were coming through the school system and not seeing opportunity here. Uh, whereas I think now uh, we've got really strong interest uh, in terms of investment in Tasmania. 
uh, and we've got great uh, job opportunities, uh, in, including, as I mentioned, in our growth sectors. Mm. And that can present a really exciting future for a young person, and we want to make sure that we're maximising those opportunities. Um, uh, selling the advantages of Tasmania to the nation and the world and making sure that we're investing in people, uh, in education, skills uh, and infrastructure uh, to really maximise those opportunities here on the ground. So I think it's continuing that work um, is, is the key focus of the government this year. Because I mean, retaining young people has historically been a, a problem for Tasmania. You think that that now with Tasmania flourishing like it is, that this will be something that will be easier to address for, for you? Uh, well, I think we've got uh, some real advantages right now. Mm. You know, I mean, if you speak to a lot of young people, um, you know, they can see opportunities now that perhaps they didn't see a few years ago. And I'm not saying that uh, there aren't uh, challenges uh, that we've got to continue to address, because there are, you know, we recognise that. In particular, as I've mentioned, making sure that we're stimulating investment and opportunities um, in the regions and, you know, right across the state. Um, but I do think that a lot of young people now see uh, an increase in business activity, increase in tourist numbers, increase in building construction, um, they see some of the strategic investment of the university around the state. Mm. Um, they see young um, startups, you know, small businesses um, uh, finding their feet and seizing opportunity in, in the growth that we're seeing. Uh, and, and I think it presents a different picture for a young person. And certainly uh, the anecdotal feedback that we're getting is consistent with that, that, um, you know, a lot of young people are are really seeing opportunity, long-term opportunity in the state and are quite uh, excited um, by that. And also we're attracting um, people from interstate. I mean, our population growth numbers are still lower than we would like them to be, but they're higher than they have been in six years. Mm. Um, so again, it's been a significant turnaround. And uh, I think that is a consequence of a change in the... Uh, way people view Tasmania and the opportunity that it has. There are very real growth opportunities that Tasmania is enjoying right now that we haven't in the past and we need to make sure that we're making the most of them. Mm. Um, and so, you know, tourism, building and construction, international education, um, Mona, mm. um, but there are multiple examples of it. I mean, if I think of our national parks, uh, which are, of course, are right around the state, um, visitor numbers are uh, through the roof uh, in our parks. Mm -hmm. And so y y we need to be doing everything we can as a government to make sure that we're maximising that opportunity. That's why we've encouraged uh, investment in our national parks. It's why we're uh, investing in uh, core infrastructure uh, to be better placed to manage the numbers that we're getting. Um, so you definitely have to... Uh, focus on, on those opportunities, but also I think um, you need to be you know, looking for ways to uh, seize new opportunity as well. That's why we've uh, encouraged greater um, international engagement. Uh, you know, we've encouraged businesses to be more focused on the opportunities in the region um, and looking for ways to 
better uh, promote uh, Tasmanian uh, products, uh, in particular our sort of agri-food, um, wine, whiskey, um, those types of high quality products that have got a, a fantastic reputation. You know, we've encouraged that. You know, we've got great opportunities when it comes to, you know, wine and whiskey and beer and cider. Mm. Um, that's just one category of a suite of premium products that yeah. Tasmania now has an established reputation for. And so we want to encourage that, um, as we do uh, the other strategic opportunities uh, internationally. So again, international education, again, international tourism. Mm. Um, it's one of the reasons why I've been so pleased with the uh, results of the Three Capes track, you know, which is uh, a great boon or has been a great boon for the Tasman Peninsula mm. um, and stimulated uh, economic activity and jobs growth down in that part of uh, Tasmania. But, uh, you know, it recently won the award for Australia's leading new uh, tourism development and it's an extraordinary accolade. Mm. Um, and uh, the numbers that we have achieved uh, for that new walk have been quite extraordinary. The initial target was about 6,000 a year. We've been open for just over a year and we're just shy of 17,000 confirmed bookings. It's been remarkable. It's impressive. Yeah, so I think, um, you know, our natural areas uh, and making sure that we're encouraging investment in those areas is another um, strategic opportunity that, that we can um, focus on. So with, with the energy crisis in the rearview mirror now... Um, what, 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 when you look at what's happened in South Australia, for instance, what do you take away from that um, going forward in Tasmania as Energy Minister? Well, I think it emphasises the strength that we've got. Mm. You know, we, we were able to ride through the challenges of last year, which were very difficult. And we were dealing with some extreme uh, circumstances happening in combination. But we were able to ride through that uh, as a state um, and, um, you know, with, with um, little disruption. And I think it highlights the strength we've got uh, when it comes to our energy system. I mean, if you look at our energy system now and compare it to South Australia or Victoria, we're extremely well placed. Mm. Um, we've got a very secure system. Uh, we've obviously focused on making sure that we adopt very conservative management of our water storages. Um, we've got a very secure system now and, um, you know, when I look at some of the challenges that have been confronted by um, business in South Australia and in Victoria in terms of disruption to supply, um, the extraordinary escalation of prices that they've been dealing with, and I look at our situation, which is... Um, strong and stable. Um, what do you think of, I mean, the argument that renewables were to blame for the South Australian blackout, you know, given that Tasmania is so renewable? Well, I think this is, again, just an important point of comparison and highlights our strength relative to others. Mm. Because um, there's a distinction between renewables and intermittent generation. You know, so I think what happened... 
in South Australia, I mean, there have been a number of things that have happened in South Australia, but they've got a very high level of intermittent generation, that is, generation that um, stops and starts depending on the weather. Mm. Uh, whereas Tasmania has got, uh, through its hydro system, base load renewable. Mm. It's the ultimate when it comes to uh, clean energy generation. You can be more strategic about it. Well, it's it's um, it's strong and stable and reliable, mm. and uh, and and so we are very well placed just by virtue of that fact. But in addition, uh, whereas uh, places like South Australia will struggle to take on further renewable development that's intermittent, mm. we can still do that because we have the benefit of our hydro system. So additional wind and solar, which this government's very encouraging of, um, you know, that marries beautifully with our hydro system. Mm. So we are almost uniquely placed, um, not just in an Australian context, but in a global context. Mm. Um, we've got the best system in the world and we're better placed than anyone to take on more renewable development. It, I mean, it doesn't really accord with the, with the federal on a federal level for the Liberal Party, but does it in terms of, you know, Turnbull's new sort of clean coal, um, carbon storage, carbon capturing uh, policy, um, wanting to start up these new um, plants. Uh, how does that, how do you sort of uh, navigate that, um, the Liberals in Tasmania? Well, I mean, I, I understand the point the federal government are making. I mean, if you look at it from a national perspective, um, there are very real and significant challenges. And basically, what they're saying is that, uh, as a government, you know, their view is you should be agnostic um, and about the um, the source, mm. and you, you can't just rule out certain sources. That's what they're saying. But I mean, they are also very supportive of um, Tasmania and the renewable generation that we have. So I don't think it cuts across our position. No. And, in fact, we present, it presents us with an opportunity because, as I say, there's no greater story in energy in Australia right now than, uh, than hydro. Hydro is the ultimate. Mm. And, and we've, we've got that. We've got a very strong system. So Tasmania can lead the way. And Tasmania can be at the front edge of further renewable development and we can continue to... Uh, play a role in contributing clean energy into the national market. You know, this is, in a sense, we've got um, a hydro system that can operate as a, as, a, as a battery or a pump storage system for the nation. And um, certainly we're very keen to work with the Commonwealth Government to maximise our renewables and the role that can play in that national market. Well, thanks very much for your time today, Matthew. It's a pleasure. Um,